Life is going great. Until one day, you're out of work. No matter how it happened, you need to find a new job. Pronto. The problem is, no one ever taught you how to navigate the ever-shifting and ever-changing wasteland of applying for a job in the modern market. I'm Rob Conlon, and here on Recruiting Hell, I help people get jobs. I'm on a mission to help educate 10,000 job seekers on the best ways to get hired in the modern job market. No matter your field, this show is designed to help you level up your job hunting game and escape the many circles of recruiting hell. Step into my studio and let's get you the hell out of here. This episode of Recruiting Hell is generously supported by our friends at CoinList, one of the fastest growing companies in the cryptocurrency space. CoinList is hiring. Visit www.coinlist.co slash jobs to apply. Tell them Rob sent you. Hello and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. Temp work, contract positions, temp to hire, however you describe it, you know what I'm talking about. Permanent or semi-permanent positions that you often find through an agency. It's one of the biggest questions I get when folks reach out. They say, Rob, how does contract or temp work work? Now, I've got my own experiences, and they were were quite good. But my scope with temp work was limited. So I did some outreach in my network to find some other people with a bit more knowledge on this topic. And, of course, that led me to today's guest. With a mission to help as many clients as possible find good people for good jobs, Leanne Lovely and the great folks at Site Staffing here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, are out to make sure that temp work is something that benefits everybody involved. Leanne is also the host of HRables, a podcast that helps companies tackle HR issues in bite-sized pieces. Leanne, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being willing to sit in the hot seat today and tell us more about how, again, temp work works. Rob, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Excellent. Well, let's dive right into it. And I will admit, if you had asked me two years ago if I had ever worked as a temp, I would have said no. But in late 2019, I saw that change for me. And my temp experience was was pretty good with the agency that I actually worked with. And it saw me find a decent paying job with some great folks until, you know, COVID came and kind of swept that all away. But <laughs> pandemics <laughs> aside... Leanne, start with me a little bit about entering the temp work marketplace. What makes a company kind of look to hire a temp? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, I see a lot of companies come to me, um, and like you said, COVID aside, um, the majority of the companies I work with are in manufacturing, but a lot of them originally come because they are looking to hire a flexible workforce. We see this a lot with seasonal workers. We see this a lot with companies who have project work and they need the ability to be able to flex up or flex down with the times and they're able to do this without incurring the cost of unemployment it also allows us to be able to help those employees go from the temporary work to another job whether or not that's a permanent position that they're looking for after that but it keeps them working as well on the other side of that we also do a lot of temp to hire and we see this a great deal in the manufacturing industry as we all know that pool has been shrinking a great deal over the years but ever so more now um, so companies come to us for temp to hire uh, they don't yeah. then necessarily incur the cost of having to advertise or have somebody who is spending all of their time on looking for those qualified candidates, um, time is money. So they come to us, um, so they offset the fees that they pay us in order to find those people, pay those people as temp to hires until they're eligible to be hired on. And then, yeah, they. I mean, it's, it's a great alternative to having to spend a great deal of their time and money in order to advertise for those positions. Got it. So it's almost... It's almost like outsourced HR a little bit in, in some cases, but not quite as like maybe distant, you know, being a partner to that company and, of course, a partner to the people who are looking for, for new positions, which is awesome. So you Absolutely. mentioned, Leanne, that there were a lot of industries out there that specialize, especially in the manufacturing. Uh, are there any other positions that really find a perfect fit with an agency? And then, of course, if folks are in a certain type of industry that they should be looking perhaps at an agency to help them find? 
Um, you know, a great deal in distribution, um, a great deal oh. in, um, you know, food and beverage. Um, we have companies that do events, you know, a ton of different events where they have the events come in, they need people to actually come in and, and do all the cleaning, for instance. So they only need people during certain periods of time. So we have a lot of people who only want that true temp work where it's, uh, I'm going to, you know, work for three weeks and then I'll be called back in a couple months when they need work again. So it's, it, it all depends on the type of industry. But yeah, there's a lot of different companies and it's across the board. It doesn't necessarily have to be in manufacturing. It can be in cleaning. It can be in assembly. Um, uh, one that's really common around here because of the summer seasons, something that people may strike a thought, I guess, in their head is, um, you know, state fair or some of the fairs that, that go on. The people who are walking the grounds and emptying garbages and cleaning up, those are temp positions. So if a college student is looking for a job during the summer, that's definitely a position that is typically filled by a temp. Interesting. So again, seasonal labor in particular, but that could be a great way to bridge something if somebody was out of work and really having to look at something to make sure that, you know, the bills get paid, which, yeah. which I think is, is really important, you know, and there's, there is no shame in, in any type of work. I think that that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people sort of demonize about temp work is that they say, well, it's, it's just low skill jobs and stuff like that. Man, the world needs, you know, the, the, I, this is a phrase I, I love so much because, you know, a lot of people, well, the world needs ditch diggers. And usually that's something that, that looks down on other people thinking, oh, you can have a job that is, you know, not glamorous or something like that. Well, I think the world needs ditch diggers. We need folks to be out there to, to take care of business. And I think that that's something where temp work, again, glamorizing a little bit more, I mm -hmm. think is something that perhaps is, would be of huge benefit. And I think a temp position for a lot of people should be open in this case, because you know what, you need to make it happen. Absolutely. Hey, one of the, the best temp roles that, that uh, you know, the, the brewer stadiums or the, the stadiums all over the place, the people who are typically cleaning those stadiums during and after the games, mm -hmm. those are typically temporary positions. So not only do they, you know, they walk, they walk around and clean, they get to watch the game during it. I, hey, sign me up. Free game, you know, every time I'm, I'm walking around cleaning up, I'm, I'm down with it. I get to, to catch a game while I'm doing it. Well, right, and even the just the atmosphere of a baseball <laughs> right. stadium is just wonderful. Even if you can't, like, actually, you know, if you're tending to your work, right. obviously, you can hear the crack of the bat. You can hear right. the, the crowd scream and stuff like that, and you're part of that energy. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's probably some hidden perks to a couple of these jobs that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and if you're, again, college student looking for a couple extra bucks, you know, during the summer, there there's some fun positions out there. You also get to learn a couple of different things. There's plenty of positions where you're going into some pretty neat companies and learning how to put different things together, learning how things are made. You know, every time I get to tour uh, another company, I'm always in awe over, wow, that's how that part's made or that's how that is made. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, there's no, no, there's no shame in any position that exists out there. It's just a matter of finding the person who's interested in doing that particular position. Right. And I think that the, that you mentioned that a lot of the things like there's on the job learning for this of assembly, you know, not only a transferable skill, but also something that's probably very, very intriguing. You know, I think mm -hmm. there's a there's a pump company here in Milwaukee that I'm thinking of. And man, if I knew how half of their pumps worked, like that's just appealing to me, like the mechanicals behind it and things like that is just really interesting. So I think that that's probably, you know, a great jumping off point here to say, okay, hey, maybe you're interested in picking up some temp work, whether it's at the ballpark or at some manufacturer here as a summer job, if you're looking for work, or even, you know, to fill and bridge a gap before you get back to, you know, your industry's hiring again or whatever it might be. Leanne, tell us about like the temp process. Uh, give us an idea of what happens when somebody says, I'm going to site staffing and, or they find whatever, you know, their local staffing agency is, what kind of happens from there? Right. So um, it, there's a couple of different ways. You know, once they land on that agency's page, um, at, for and, I, and really I can only speak to us, but once they land on our page, um, they have the option to actually apply right there online, especially if they're applying specifically to a job. Um, but they can start the application from home on their phone. They can do it on a computer. If they don't have access to that, we do have the ability to have them do that in our office. We have computers set up. Nice. But they should be, you know, 
ready to spend a minimum of an hour in our office because once interesting once they start that process we have them meet with an individual recruiter we go through an interview with them right then and there we want to know you know what um what they're interested in doing Uh, we want to make sure that we're understanding what shift they want um, what type of role they want we don't want to try to you know fit a, a round peg in a square hole it just that's not the goal of our agency. We're not trying to just throw people in jobs. So we're going to sit down with them. We're going to try to understand, are you willing to take a temporary position? Are you only willing to take a temp to hire position? Are you only looking for a direct hire position? And these are all things that we need to understand because we don't want that person walking away and saying, they have no idea, they don't understand me. Or getting their, you know, getting to the job and then saying, wait a second, this is not what I signed up for. But once they've done that, we will dis- if we have a job that matches, we will discuss that position with them right away. If we don't. Wow. Yep. And right now, I have, you know, at any given time, I have 50 plus direct hire positions. And I have 100 to 200 to even more temp or temp to hire positions open. Um, but wow. It, yeah, it, and it's and that's constantly flexing. I mean, up, down, um, depending on the amount of people who are coming in each day. Now, if we don't have something that meets their skills or desires, and that and it all comes down to location as well. You know, if you live in, you know, X Y Z city, and you are only willing to go five miles from where you live, we're not going to try to send you twenty miles. You know, we don't we don't want to match you up with something because it's not going to be successful for you and it's not going to be successful for the company neither are going to be happy if you go there last one hour and go home and we're not going to be happy so again if we don't have something for them right then and there as soon as something comes up we typically will email text however the the communication is preferred the information about the job that's available if there is an interest we will send that their resume over to the client and see if there's a match there. If the client requires an interview, a lot of our clients do, some of our clients don't. We will then set up that interview, have that you know happen. If it's a match made in heaven, hopefully it is. If it's not, fine too. You can't make everything work the first time around. But then we will typically bring them back for onboarding and every client is different. Sometimes they want us to do some initial safety training. Sometimes they want us to go through policies and procedures right in our office. Same with drug testing or background checks. That's all specific to our clients. And we go through all of that with with the candidate. Once we've uh, got that all squared away, we do a, a formal offer to the candidate. If they accept, they start. Wow. And so that is, as I said a little earlier, it is kind of outsourced HR for them almost. I mean, you're doing a lot of the things that folks would expect getting from, you know, their, their HR guy or HR lady at a, a, you know, just direct hire job in that case. And you guys are taking that sort of to the, maybe more of a micro level of bringing folks in for a short time and, and getting some of that taken care of. I did want to follow up with a quick question here, because Leanne, you said a couple different types of jobs that you folks at, at site have a kind of an on offer, if you will. You have temp, mm-hmm. temp to hire. Mm-hmm. What else, and what are the differences? Right. So we have temp, temp to hire, and direct hire. So a temp, like a true temp job, is a job that's that has you know an end date. Hey, I need ten people for three weeks, or I need two people for three days. Those are a constant flexing um, work force where a company comes to us and they just have project work. I'm not sure how long I'll need these people that we also have companies who say, Hey, I just need temps. I'm not sure how long I'll need them. And sometimes they'll keep them for a year. Oh, wow. Um, Right. Okay. (laughs) They just, they just don't hire them on. They just keep them as temporary labor and they do that so that they can continue to flex up and flex down because they're not sure where their workload's going to continue to go. We have other companies who want to do the temp to hire where it's the true try before you buy. They're not sure, um, you know, or they experience a lot of people who come in and say, wow, I'm not doing that, because it's a very niche industry. And I come ac- across that a lot in the manufacturing market, where it's it's a special kind of person 
that has to really like what they're doing. You see this in, especially, you know, when, when you have temperature fluctuations, when you have rough environments, it's just one of those types of industries that you walk into and you're like, Ugh, I didn't know I was going to be going home covered in whatever every single day and be dirty every single day. Right. Some people just, it's not for them. And after they try it for a couple of days, they're like, ah, yeah, I didn't know I was going to do this. And that's why a company says, let's do this as a time to hire. It's, it's so that both parties involved make sure that it's a right fit. And again, that would be they work for X amount of hours that's set by the agency. After they've met those hours, the company can then hire them on their payroll and they become their employee. Interesting. Okay, so a couple questions that stem out of there. A, what happens to a I'll, – I'll, I'll say this one first. What happens to somebody who says, oh, man, I, did, if I was – I'm scrubbing out these, you know, real tank cars. I didn't realize I'd come home soaking wet every day. Uh, what happens to that person when they say, man, scrubbing rail tank cars is not for me. Leanne, help me out. What goes on there? So we, we try to work with the candidate and say, you know, let's not leave the client in a bind. Can you, can you do this for another week or two while we try to backfill this role with somebody else? Because we don't want to just leave the client high and dry. Yeah. We try to explain this to the candidate. Hey. Can you, can you stick it out for a little while while we try to backfill it? We then talk to the client and explain, you know, it's not working out. Do you want to continue to keep this candidate on while we backfill? And usually, as long as you're open and honest with both parties, and they're both, obviously, the candidate's not acting up and the client's not acting up, both parties are very, you know, okay, we get it. Every job is not for everybody. Every company's not, you know, we right. get it. So, you know, we'll, we'll try to then at that point backfill. If the candidate is, is, you know, doing the right thing, we then try to find that candidate something else. You know, somebody who's going to show up every day, put in the effort and be honest and come to us and say, yeah, I just, you know, I really want to work. I really need a job, but this isn't for me. Can you please find me something else? We're going to really work with that individual to try to do the right thing for them and find them something else. It's when the candidate walks off the job and then calls us and goes, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's like, well, where are you? Oh, I'm at home. Well, did you tell them you were leaving? Did you? That's when it becomes difficult. It's like, well, okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. It's when you really try to, you know, try to instill that open communication and, you know, let them know that, hey, Look, I'm willing to work with you, dude, but you got to be honest and open with us so that we can work with you. You got to help yourself in order to, you know, to, to get us to help you. Right. So, yeah, it's we're not we're not going to fault you for not liking it. That's the, the reason you're coming to us. Some people don't know what they want to be when they grow up and some people don't know what's out there. Very true. And, you know, I think you put a lot of little tidbits out there for folks. And, and maybe some of these are fairly obvious, Leanne, but when you're, when you're in temp to hire or, or temp work, you know, making sure that you're, A, reliable is, is number one. Number two is also if there is a problem with the job, you need to talk to the person who is placing you in that mm-hmm. job and making sure that you're 100% open with them that something's not working out. And that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from this this episode right here is that if temp work is not working for you in some way, you can't just abandon ship because it's temp work. That's right. a huge difference between, well, I mean, you can walk off any job at any point, really. Most states are, you know, employment at will and, you know, unless you have a contract, really. But mm-hmm. at the same time, not treating temp work like a disposable job, I think, is very important for folks to understand here that this is something very serious not only for a lot of companies, but also for a lot of agencies as well. And, you know, it's reflecting on, on you, reflecting on the applicant, and also that that kind of hurts everybody when when the worker decides to kind of pull the plug. There was right. one other thing that I wanted to address a little bit here, and this was something that was interesting because this was what was offered with with my temporary work experience, was that there were benefits on the back end, which is really interesting. And I, I've always associated that with like your temp, you might be here three weeks and they're like, it kind of makes sense. It'd be great if every company could extend you benefits on day one, 
But we mostly know that's a 90 days thing, especially if you're working for it. Leanne, what kind of, kind of, I guess, extra assurances, incentives, other things are baked into getting into a temp position these days and saying, hey, I, I like my paycheck, but at the same time, I, I need some more. Maybe I have kids. Maybe I have, you know, I need to see a doctor or something like that. Go ahead. So it's interesting. Um, we now offer, and a lot of agencies now offer benefits day one when they start with us. This all happened actually because of the Affordable Care Act. Interesting. I did not know it was tied yeah. to that. And some companies were before that, but, um, you know, because when the Affordable Care Act happened, the companies that were not offering that had to start offering that because it's not just the internal employees that are counted as employees for a staffing agency. It is all of the employees that are counted as employees. So we offer benefits. Now it's not a rich plan. It's a plan of until you get, you know, a permanent role, here are some benefits for you just in case. Now, not everybody takes it. There is a large population who already have benefits either through a spouse or they have benefits through the government, so they don't necessarily need them. But we do offer them. However, on the flip side of this, an interesting thing is occurring right now in our economy. Companies are becoming very competitive with trying to bring in talent. And a lot of people out there are going, well, I really need my benefits and I need them quickly. So when they're doing temp to hire, they are no longer saying when they become our employee, they have to wait 90 days. They're saying when they become our employee, we are considering that period that they were a temp, they're waiting. Interesting. So it's almost like, uh, like transferring credits to a college. (laughs) Kind of. And I'm hearing this more and more frequently with companies that I'm working with and I'm going, wow, that's huge. I mean, because they work with us, then they go and then they have another waiting period and it's like they're waiting forever in order to get their benefits and companies are going, yep, I get it. And we need to be really competitive with the way that we're getting people to come, you know, come and work for us. And what else can we do? We're offering all of these other incentives and we're still not finding people so they're adding in all of these little tiny things that it's like, and those things add up. People are going, wow, yeah, okay. I may not be getting that additional 25 cents or that additional 50 cents, but I'm going to be able to have benefits day one starting as an employee at this company. And in the interim, I'm going to be able to have benefits through the staffing company. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much covered. I'm going to be good. Hey listeners, we're going to take a quick break here for some of the business side of running a podcast. These sponsors not only believe in this show, but they may have a product, service, or even an open position that can help you end your job hunt. Give them a listen and drop by their websites in thanks for their help in supporting this show and your work search. Hey folks, it's Rob. A lot of times on this show, we talk about the power of networking to find a job. Well, networking is exactly how we wound up partnering with our newest sponsor, CoinList. So you're asking yourself right now, Rob, what is CoinList? Well, CoinList is a San Francisco and New York City-based technology company that provides investors with access to the most cutting-edge investment opportunities in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. On CoinList, investors can access the best new crypto tokens before they list on other crypto exchanges, and it pays to be early in crypto. Now, right now, they have two special offers for listeners of Recruiting Hell. The first, as a Recruiting Hell listener, you'll earn $10 of Bitcoin when you create an account and trade at least $100 worth of assets on the CoinList trading platform. That's right, you heard me, free Bitcoin. Just visit www.coinlist.co slash Recruiting Hell to get started. The second is something that could end your time in Recruiting Hell altogether. CoinList is hiring You heard me right. CoinList could be your next great opportunity for work. Excited about cryptocurrency? Got a passion for technology? Find CoinList's open positions today at coinlist.co slash jobs. That's coinlist.co slash jobs. And when you do, be sure to tell them Rob sent you. We're back. A big thank you to our sponsors for their offerings as well as you for considering them. On with the show. Well, that's actually really refreshing to hear because, you know, a lot of times 
what we hear in kind of the world is like, well, benefits are scarce and people won't give benefits until a certain point. It's nice to see businesses kind of come around to that. Of course, we are in something of a labor shortage here, and I have obviously my own opinions on that, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, Mm. Businesses, if you're listening, raise your wages, seriously. Anyway, but uh, back to the the conversation at hand here. So we've kind of gone through the pipeline here a little bit, Leanne. You've come in, you've maybe found some positions that you like, you've had a, a recruiter or somebody like yourself uh, m- play matchmaker a little bit, maybe you found a position you really like, and you've become a temp. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. The next question I have is probably one of the deepest ones we're going to discuss today. When you're a temp, you're not actually employed by the company you're working for, you're employed by the agency, and a lot of people might call that like a contractor Give us an in-depth run of the difference between, like, temp, the three types of temp that we talked about, and contractor. Yeah, so um, it's interesting because people do confuse that. So a, a temporary employee is not a contract employee. A contract employee is a 1099 employee. You will see this a lot in some of the trades. Plumbers um, is an example. A lot of... Um, another example, real estate agents are 1099 employees. They work under a company, under that name mm-hmm. of that company, but they are a 1099 employee. Our employees are W-2 employees, meaning that they work for us. We are paying their, ins- we're paying for, you know, their federal taxes, the state taxes. We're paying, you know, work comp on them. Where it gets a little sticky is that we are paying work comp, but we're not paying it on a, a general staffing. We are paying it on where we are placing them. So we're paying at the premium of where we place them. So if I'm working with a company that is really high risk, I'm paying their work comp code risk rate. So it determines what companies I'm able to work with. So if I have a foundry call me, I'm usually like, oh, probably not going to be able to work with you because it's too high risk for the majority of the agencies out there unless they're specifically staffing for those type of industries. Interesting. And so that, again, another little nugget out of there is that not every employment and staffing agency is created equally. Obviously, there's specialties. And what you've just said is that if you are in maybe some of this heavier industrial, that you're going to have to find a specialty Mm -hmm. agency most likely. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there are specialty agencies out there for a lot of different things. There are actual trades where I'm talking like more of where you consider the contractors, carpenters and things like that. There are actual agencies out there that are specifically for those types of things. And those are things that we do not do because, again, those are just in another level high risk. There are other things that we do not do because we're not bonded for them, and those are driven by our insurance company. And I will tell you there are only a couple of insurance companies out there that the majority of of staffing agencies go to. Interesting. Now I'm really curious as to what you guys aren't bonded for, if you you can share that. Oh, handling money. If a grocery store were to call me and say, hey, I need need some people at the registers to check out, I I would say, "I'm, I'm sorry, I can't handle that. I can't staff for that. Uh, We're not bonded for handling money. If somebody were to call me and say, hey, I need... um, Interesting. Right. Like Mary Maids, if they were to call me and say, I need you to send me some cleaners for cleaning homes, personal homes. I can't do that. I can't go into personal private homes. Um, We're not bonded for it. Got it. So maybe if if somebody was in sort of one of those specialty... Well, maybe not not, not quite specialty, but you think of a grocery store cashier, that's a fairly common job. but. Knowing that you can't necessarily use an agency to get into that because of some of the the risk allocation in that case, I think that opens up some another thought maybe to one of some of our listeners of like, oh, I wa- I am a customer service manager at XYZ grocery store at one point in time. I want to find another position like that, but I shouldn't use a temp agency because they probably won't be able to place me. So there's Correct. that's that's a really great thing, Leanne, is knowing what mm-hmm. you guys can do and what you guys can't do. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't work with a grocery store. We could put a stocker in there. Oh, yeah. Meat department, I'm sure, right? (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't mean that we can't do it on a direct hire basis. Ah. But there is a much higher fee associated with that. And when I say direct hire, companies do come to us and say, I want you to go and source for this individual 
And once you find them, we'll interview them and we're just going to hire them on our payroll and you're done. We'll pay you the fee. Now that does, that does happen quite a bit. And again, the reason that companies justify this is because it takes a lot of time and they don't have to pay for advertisement. They don't have to pay somebody to go and do this. We do all the background checks. We do drug screens if they ask for them. We do, I mean, we pretty much hand them a little package and say, here's everything that you need. They've already been interviewed. We think they're really great, qualified, ready to go. Review it and make an offer basically, right? Right. <laughs> Very cool. Please. Excellent. Okay, so again, a lot of, wow, just a lot of really great stuff that I didn't even know about, you know, having been a temp at one point in time. Leah, let's go, let's jump back to making sure that temp positions are kind of the right fit. We know that companies have cultures and personalities. Not everybody fits everywhere. We've talked about that already. We literally just had a double episode on culture this season. So what can a job seeker do to be the best possible fit in a temp position besides show up every day? You know, what, what else can we, can we advise folks to really hammer down on? So this is kind of the, the try before you buy mentality. Um, this is not only a, a appealing for many people to start as a temp, um, it's also appealing, you know, for the company because, you know, when you first started a company, um, you're not 100% sure what you're getting into. And a lot of, a lot of individuals are not real sure what they want to do. They're not real sure what a company does. Right, so, the kind of some imposter syndrome there, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I go into a company, for instance, um, the first thing that I do before we've determined whether or not we're going to move forward and working together, I go in, do a, a tour of the facility. I talk to them about, you know, what they're looking for, what their th- their wants are. Um, I bring in a recruiter. We both tour. They ask all of the questions about what are your wants, what are your needs, the most powerful thing that I get out of that tour is looking around and getting a general attitude of the people that work there. And I'll get to the point here in just a second. Sure. No, this is good. This is good background because seeing what you do is awesome too. So quite often, you know, I if I look around, I'll see if people are happy, if they're stressed, if there's all men working there, if there's all women working there, if there's a mix, if there's a diversity, it gives me a really good idea of how we're going to best recruit. Now, I'm not saying that if there's all men, I'm not going to send a woman because we recruit based on the the job description that we're given. We find the best qualified person for the job. The way that we set the candidate up is based on the information that I've gathered. So in order for that candidate to be the best candidate is because of how we set that candidate up. If they're walking in understanding where they're walking in, what they're walking into, that's how they're going to make that's how they're going to understand the culture. That's how they're going to understand what the company wants. I'm, again, I'm not saying that once they get there they're not going to find you know their own way. But as an example, a company came to me and said, hey, I've got, I, I have a forklift position. I need to fill. It's a forklift material handler. We sent the candidate over, and there was no forklift. Okay. Right. So the candidate <laughs> called and said, um, so you guys, yeah, you, you told me the wrong job description. I said, nope, nope, we didn't tell you the wrong job description. I have it right here. No, there's no forklift here. Well, that candidate's not going to be successful and can't be the best employee with the wrong information. Got it. So what happened to the forklift guy here? Well, he left. Gotcha. Well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, why would he stay? Right. So it that was maybe a, a shortcoming on the communication between the company and the recruiter, perhaps? Of course. And yep. so the it, candidate is... Is the one who suffered. Is the one who suffers, obviously. And so... Right. They can obviously talk to their recruiter and be like, hey, there are questions you should probably ask about, like, you know, what's the culture of this company? Tell me a little bit about how did it feel when you went there, things like that. Am I on the right track? Yeah. Okay. The only way for the candidates to truly be successful is if we, the company, are setting them up for success, I guess is the short answer. Mm -hmm. We We have to let them know what they're walking into. 
Uh, and then the candidate obviously has to put forth that effort, showing up every day. Of course, you said other than showing up. Right, yes. <laughs> not just showing, not just physically showing up, but mentally showing up, showing interest in, in the position and wanting to grow in that role and letting the company know that they're interested in that role. You know, I've been in companies that I did a tour of a company and as I'm walking through, you know, everybody is collaborating and there was one gentleman that you could tell that he had been there for a very long time. He had he had like a little garden set up in in the back by his work area. Oh, and yeah. I'm like I asked him, I said, Are these your plants? And he goes, Yeah, I you know, I and the the guy that was giving me a tour, he says, Yeah, he waters them on his on his break and he takes care of them and he trims them back and I was like, That's that's so cool. Like I don't even have a plant in my office. Like, But they took me to the lunchroom. Uh, they had a refurbished table that was made out of like a bowling alley. And they had fresh fruit. They had bakery. And I, I said, you know, did the, the crew bring this in? They said, no, every morning we have fresh fruit. Every morning we have bakery. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's great. They gave me the history of the company. The first employee who had ever started there w- was still working there. And I was just like, oh, wow. wow. There was huge pride in this company. I went back to the office and I said, you know, guys, we're going to be able to fill this role because the minute somebody tours, they're going to see that there is huge pride in the company. They're going to see that the people that work there love working there. And that makes all the difference. When somebody walks in a company and they can see that that everybody collaborates and everybody loves working there, it, it makes a big difference. Even if the pay rate is a dollar less, which, by the way, does make it harder to get somebody to actually tour. Right. But once they show up and do do the tour, people want to, they want to work there. Interesting. So culture, again, having a tremendous it, impact. Oh, my gosh. On, on not only your placement of people, but... Also, if you know, listener, if you are in this situation, you know, you may have this opportunity to to go through a few companies as you're finding your fit and things like that. But and also saying like, you know, I really liked how that place felt and that balance, if you will, like you said, Leanne, of you know, maybe it's a buck less an hour, but man, is it a heck of a lot better environment to work in than uh, company B and company C. I think that's worth it. You know, I used, I used to tell uh, my friends when I uh, worked in retail many, many years ago, uh, I worked in a garden center. And part of it was that I got to be out outside all day, so I got plenty of vitamin D, and I had great tan, and I got to haul rocks and, and mulch all day. So, you know, really was the gun show and things like that as far as, uh, you know, being in really good shape. And I said, you know, somebody said, don't you want a different job? And I said, Eh, I really like my coworkers. I get paid all right, and man, it's like having a free membership to the gym. So that that kind of culture there, I think, is really important. You know, kind of what are the little fringe benefits around mm-hmm. the outside there? So then, I want to just do a quick flip of the coin there, Leanne. What happens if that temp fits so well? They come in and they go, "Oh my gosh, this is the best place ever," and the company goes. Yes, you're ours now. What, like, what happens if that is like an expedited process? We've talked about like temp to hire, but what yeah. if like no, this one now? What goes on? Right, absolutely, and it's it's such a common practice that you know, employees go in, and we have a lot of companies that are like, we love this person, like we want to hire them, which is absolutely fine. I I have no problem with that. There are sometimes if they've worked there long enough, they're close to the hours where they would be eligible to be hired on. I'm all about saying, okay, they're really close to it. I'm not going to be picky. You can hire them on just a little bit early, no additional fee. Now, if they're pretty far from it, they can buy out the remainder of the hours. Sure. And then they become their employee, and, and we're done with it. They're their employee. Um, and I have had companies do that multiple times. Part of the reason is because they want to retain that employee. The other thing is they want that employee to know that they are valued. They want them on their payroll sooner so that they can become eligible for benefits. So that And, and it happens a lot around holidays because they want that employee to be eligible to get their holiday pay. That's heartwarming. That's really neat. I like that. <laughs> so all of a sudden Christmas is coming up and they're like, oh, this employee is like a week away. Or this employee's, you know, two weeks away for, you know, Christmas and New Year's and all of the holidays that are, you know, going to be hitting right around there. 
they're like, we're just going to, can we just hire them on early? It's, you know, it's a really small fee. We're just going to, we're going to do that really yeah. quick now. Um, so it does, it does have a tendency to happen a little bit more when you have all those holidays coming up. Got it. I have a couple other questions here that are kind of like the, the back end here, Leanne. The one I want to really kind of focus on right now is we talked about like benefits on the back end of, of even working with an agency like yours, that there's, you know, some insurances and things along those lines. What kind of protections and rights do temp workers have when they work with an agency? And you obviously can't say, you know, for every other agency in the world that they offer X, Y, and Z, but what does, what does site offer that helps make sure that people entering the temp arena are treated right from like an HR perspective? So we have an internal dedicated HR person that not only handles our, for us, for site employees, but she handles any and all complaints of our actual temporary employees. And this woman is, I I tell you, she's impossible to get a hold of sometimes because she is always working with our temporary employees. She's off crusading for people. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, we're, we're not like any other company in the sense that, um, you know, there's nothing special, but we're just like any other company in the sense that if there is any issue that arises, any complaint that arises, everything is investigated just like any other company. Now it gets a little hairy because we do have to work within the constraints of other companies' policies as well. So if there isn't a complaint or something that happens at another company, we do have to pull in the other HR person where we would, if we have to go to that company and take statements, obviously we then have to pull in the other HR person. That person has to facilitate those as well. In which case, Barb, who is our internal HR person, would then be communicating via that other HR person to make sure that all of those interviews, any investigation that needs to be done is done. Interesting, because that I think is a very important thing for folks to know that, you know, if it may feel like initially that you don't have that advocacy for you, but Mm -hmm. to know that there is, you know, with with Sight and I'm sure with many other agencies as well, that if there is something that goes wrong at work and, you know, you're working at that company, maybe not for that company, that there is recourse, you know, if there's a sexual harassment claim, anything like that, that that's... That's very good to know, and that was something I had no clue about because I honestly thought that folks were kind of on their own, you know. Mm-hmm. So-and-so pinches your, your temp on the tush. Right. What, what, what goes on? It's good to know that there are backups for that, if you will, even if they are kind of the primaries in this case, which is great. And I've been involved with situations where we've had to go in and do some minor investigations and nothing to do with anything like that, but just, you know, like a work work claim where somebody was injured, where I've had sure. to go in and with, with Barb and, you know, do some follow-up and investigations. And companies are very, you know, again, it's about the safety, the well-being of their people whether it be a temp or whether it be their employees. So they're always very open to, yep, we're just going to come in, ask a couple of questions. So, you know, I've helped facilitate those as well. So Great. And again, I'm big, big on employee advocacy here. So that's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, next question. We, we know that temp positions are temp. And we've heard about what happens when one doesn't fit. What happens when a position just ends? It comes to the, the conclusion of the time that it's been needed for, where where do folks go from there? Right. So in we try as much as we can to get notice from our clients yeah. to try to have an understanding, you know, is this going to be 2 weeks? Is this going to be a day? Is this going to be 5 weeks? We don't always know. And sometimes that can be a shock to our temporary staff and and we understand that wow, I'm sorry to make this call, but they told us today that tomorrow's your last day and obviously that is it's the nature of the business that I work in and that can be devastating for some some people but what we do in those cases is as long as they have been doing a great job there's been no incidences we always try to find that employee work as quickly as we can we work with a ton of different companies so in the majority of the cases, as long as they are willing to, you know, go to another location and it's within their, um, you know, their work requirements of what they, they want, we will try to find them that they will go first on the list of people who we are trying to find work right away. Very cool. And so the, the listener takeaway from that is, is, you know, sometimes things can end at any time, but perhaps when you're working with an agency, when you select an agency to help you in your job search, ask them 
what happens, you know, if, when, a, when a position ends, how do I continue with you guys or what, what happens to me? So uh, I think a very right. good question comes out of that. Yep. And unfortunately there are situations where if a temporary employee is not working out, having poor attendance or other reasons, Companies call us and say, you need to end them today. You need to end them tomorrow. And in those cases, those are not situations in which we have control of. Those fall on the employee. Those fall on the temp. So those are cases in which we take on a, you know, temp by temp basis. Sure. And I take it you fire that uh, candidate as as an actual, like, partner in that case, if you will. So it it depends. I mean, it, it... you know, they say that you have two sides of every story and that the truth is always somewhere in the middle. There are cases where you have an employee call and you say, hey, this is going on at this job, and you have the company that calls and say, hey, this is going on with this temp, and you bring the temp in and go, okay, now they said this, and then you call the client and you say, hey, what happened? And you're like, wow, these stories are like miles apart. Interesting. And and you then have to figure out, okay, do we want to continue to work with this employee or this temp, or do we want – and, you know, see if the same thing happens? Do we want to, you know, take that risk? Do You can't always, always completely believe 100% of the story of the client. You have to also be an advocate for your employees sometimes. Got it. I mean, it's it it comes down to that, and and again, I've been in the industry long enough to know that everybody makes mistakes, and sometimes it's the client who's taking the word of another employee, and you just you know, so they don't know that they're maybe making a mistake. So again, it's no if now if it's straight up that the employee's just not showing up to work, I think that's pretty black and white. Right. Yes. But again, if it's, you know, other things involved, yeah, you you can't just simply fire the employee and say, sorry, we're not going to help you anymore. So it, it gets a little bit, it gets a little bit hairy in there. And, you know, you, you again, you're all about employee advocacy and we definitely are too. We want to help people. We want, but there are certain situations that temps are beyond help. Yep, just can't do it, right? Right. Good deal. Well, hey, a couple more questions here. And there was one that I wanted to get to, and I've been waiting to get to this one for a long time uh, because it was from our pre-call. And I thought it was really worthwhile for job seekers to hear about sort of the available supply of workers right now. How easy is it for somebody who is a customer of yours, Leanne, to find people to fill their roles? <laughs> um, I don't mean to laugh. Um there are just, I mean, it's been happening for years that the pool of people are shrinking. Hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're in the Milwaukee market, um, and we've known for a long time that uh, the labor pool here in manufacturing is shrinking. And I can only imagine that in other states, other places, that it is extremely similar, depending on what their expertise are. You know, people have a tendency to go you know, have go to the areas of, of different expertise, but we just were short people. Um, we are down, what, 4.7 million people. Um, we have 4.7 million people, less people in the labor market um, now than we did um, pre-COVID. Wow. And that number is just continuing to, to grow. Um, it, it's just one of those unfortunate things because of what has transpired over this last year. A lot of those people are of the, well, the majority of those people are in the older demographic. Uh, a lot of them re- chose to retire versus being laid off and then try to enter back into the labor market. Which is really tough. Yep. Right. You know, as much as companies try not to, you know, be picky and choosy with, age and everything else um you know it's it's it gets difficult especially when you have somebody who's got 25 years at one company and all of a sudden wants to come and work at your company you kind of look and go oh well maybe they're too experienced to work here um unfortunately i've heard that a lot 
uh, lately. And it's it's strange because I have companies like, oh, I really need experienced people. I'm like, well, I have somebody who's experienced. They're like, oh, too experienced. I'm like, wow. Oh, that's awful. So, yeah, it's right now there are good people out there, but there's just not enough for the amount of companies that are hiring. Um, there, we just have to start looking at the option of hiring young, green people who want to learn. Got it. And I think there's plenty of those folks out there. In your opinion, Leanne, is there a resistance from businesses to train and to hire those young, wonderful green people, whether they're of young age or even older age and just new at the, new at the job? I think there is. I don't think that it's an outright prejudice. I think that it's, I don't have time. Mm, I see. I'm so slammed. I am so busy. I just need to get product out the door that I just don't have time right now. Because if I pull my, you know, my trainer away, if I pull my top guy off the machine to train, it's going to cut my production by 25% or whatever it might be. And it's sad to say, but a lot of these companies should have been or should have implemented this years ago. Should have been uh, thinking about, you know, we need to start training the younger generation now. And unfortunately, because of the events that have happened over the last year, it accelerated the process that everybody knew was coming, which is the baby boomers, you know, are, are leaving the market. Well, nope, now they left. <laughs> and so, yeah, there is a resistance. Some of it has to do with we just don't have time to train. And it's, well, you're going to have to make time because they're there. They're available, and many of them are very willing, but they need somebody to train them. And you can't just bring them on, put them on the machine, or put them somewhere and say, okay, figure it out. It's a good way to lose a hand, if you ask me. (laughs) Well, good way to lose a hand. And and that's, you know, again, generation, that, that is not something they will put up with. It's, they need that dedication. They need that training. They need somebody who's going to really give them the attention and training that they deserve in order to be successful. And a lot of people, oh, well, they need babysitting. No, it's not babysitting. That's a refreshing thing to hear. That's that. (laughs) That's the, here's the hot take from that. It's not babysitting LinkedIn. Go Go can right. go uh, chew on that for a while. We'll have some very upset business owners if I post that. I guarantee you. I, I know, I know, and you know what? A lot of business owners right now are probably hear that and go, "Oh God!" But it's it's not. It's it's the proper training, and once you get the proper training, then you can walk away and be reassured that that person isn't going to lose a hand, that right. they aren't going to you know injure themselves, and it is it is a generational thing. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Last question for me, Leanne. In your mind, what should job seekers be looking for in their temp agency that indicates that it's one that's going to treat them right? That's a great question. You know, the first thing that you should do when you decide that you want to utilize a temp agency is make sure that you understand what their niche is. Because like we had just, we talked about a little while ago, is there agencies out there? Um, they do have specialties in different areas. You don't want to walk into a, a, a temp agency that specializes in placing nurses if you aren't a nurse. Yeah. Um, it's not going to help. Right, no, much. but I can see myself doing it. Like, I, I know I didn't do any, like, research like that because I didn't know a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, I need a job. I'm going to go here. and. Right. There are also places that you can find um, reviews. Uh, Google has some great reviews. Um, There are, um, but, you know, again, kind of before I go into that, um, understand their niche. Understand whether or not you're going to have a dedicated recruiter who's going to be working with you. And it's, that's important because if you don't, you're going to get lost in the system. Mm. You're going to go in, you're going to apply, and then you're just, you're going to get lost in the system. Or you're going to have multiple people calling you talking about all of these different jobs, and it's going to be confusing. Um, And finally, make sure that you understand the different levels of positions that they work with. There are agencies out there that truly only do temp. There are agencies out there that do temp to hire. There are agencies out there that do direct hire. 
There are agencies out there like mine who do all three of those and are able to talk to you intelligently about the different levels or different types of roles that are available. Um, again, there are places that you can go to um, that actually give reviews, whether that be on a national level or on a local level. I recommend that you look really on the local level if you're looking for an agency because those really list the top agencies in the area and a lot of the local small agencies participate more in just those local ones because they are kind of the smaller mom-pop shops. Mm -hmm. um, finally, um, if they, see if they have any accreditations. See if they have, you know, see what their reviews are. You can go to, to Google and search, um, you know, agencies near me and see if they have any Google research. Got it. Great. Yeah. Well, again, a lot of things there that I, I probably wouldn't, again, wouldn't have thought about a few years ago when I was uh, in my, my sort of temp mode there at that time. And again, I think the niche industry is a big thing. Do you have a dedicated recruiter? And then what kind of, you know, temp to hire, temp, or uh, direct hire? Really great, great uh, set of three things there, Leanne. So thank you again for that. It's the end of the show. And I know you've listened to a few of these, and it's time to turn the tables, my friend. What did I not ask you about temp work or working with a temp agency that the audience should know if they want to work with a company like yours and if that's the right move for them? When you walk into a temp agency, one thing that I really want people to understand is that when you go in, you need to be 150, 200% honest. We want to help you. The goal is not for us to try to shove you somewhere you don't want to go. But we cannot help if you are not honest. Some people will walk in and say, eh, I'll take a first or second position, second shift position. And then when you offer them a second shift, they're like, yeah, I don't really want that. So, uh, <laughs> right. You told me you did, though. <laughs> right. I have it written down. So here's my advice. If you decide that you want to work with a temporary agency, go in and tell them as much information about what you want to do, what your shift is, where you want to go, what, what you need to make. It's absolutely important. Do not say that you will take a job for X amount of dollars if you need to make a certain amount of money. Interesting. Okay, so this is one thing where the pay, the pay discussion comes much earlier in this. Absolutely. Oh, it comes right up front. It With an agency, this is not something that we're going to release right to a company. But this is why it's important. Because when we search for a position for somebody, we are actually looking at pay rates and going, yep, we are not even going to look at anything below this amount for this individual. Everything above this amount is something that we can then... And, and when you think about it, I'm looking at a possibility of 200 open positions for one, you know, at any given time, yeah. possibly even more, especially right now. So when, I, when I'm talking to this individual, the first thing I'm going to do is go, okay, I can eliminate all of these positions below this certain pay rate. I then am able to go, okay, so they want to work in this particular type of industry. Say it's a food industry, or they have experience in food industry. I can then really narrow that down quickly, eliminate any pay rates below this amount. You know, Based on experience, anything above this amount is probably going to be over. And then I can kind of squish that down and go, wow, okay, now I have 10 qualified opportunities that they might be a fit for. Now let's narrow that down based on experience, based on what they've done. And it makes it much easier. But if I don't understand what they want, I'm I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks. Right. And then when they come back and say, I'm really unhappy with you, I'm going to go, oh, well, why? Well, because I didn't want this and I didn't want this and I didn't want this. Oh. So when you come into an agency, expect to just be honest. We can't be successful if you're not honest, we can only be as as successful as you allow us to be. That is the, I mean, the greatest, the, the, the most advice that I can, can possibly, you know, give. You need to sell yourself. You need to talk about your experience and don't be on your cell phone. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's, that's always a real, real <laughs> tough one these days. That's for sure. We are so attached to these darn things that it's, it's just yeah. kind of wild, but again, 
uh, you know, putting that best foot forward, I think is really right. excellent. So that, that was great land again with the, you know, you can only be as successful as your partnership with your recruiter, I think is in yeah. the honesty that you display to them. That's, that's huge. So, all right, it's time for that last little lightning round. Three final questions. I'm asking every one of every one of my guests this season. They might be one word answers, and that's great. But don't be afraid to put a little, you know, little extra after them to go more in depth if you'd like. Are you ready? Okay. Leanne, what is the number one thing you think is wrong with the way the modern job search works? Unrealistic. If you think that a candidate is going to wait around for a decision, uh, you're wrong. If you think a candidate is going to come in for multiple interviews, you're wrong. If you think that a candidate that is highly skilled is going to take any less pay than your highly skilled employees, you're completely wrong. Wow. It's just unrealistic. So employers listen up there, but but candidates, other, other listeners who listen to this show to get a job, note that you have a position of power right now. That's pretty cool. It's, it's rare. It, yes. It's a candidate market. Excellent. Next one. What's one thing you've seen in the modern job hunt that everyone doesn't do when they're looking for a position that they should be doing? Honesty and questions. They need to be completely honest. They need to ask questions. When you go in for an interview, you need to interview the interviewer. And I think that People are afraid to do that in fear that they're going to turn off the interviewer. Mm. And I'm because I'm a salesperson by nature, it's just it's just what I do. Um, you know, I, I talk with somebody and I, I all of a sudden I start asking them questions and they're like, what, what are you doing? What are you? Are you interviewing me? Why are you? you know, my, my husband does that to me all the time. He's like, what, what are you interrogating <laughs> me? And I'm like, sorry, uh, I just I guess I just. I'm inquisitive by nature, you know, I'm inquisitive by nature. Is that a word? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyways, so you need to ask questions. Um, you need to know if you want the position just as much as they want to know if they want you in the position. They're going to respect you. So be prepared to ask questions. And then later in the process, be prepared to tell the interviewer what you need. You know, you you need to if if it's hey, John Smith. By the way, and and again later in the process, this is not like day one. Hey, we're just interviewed. By the way, I need this. But when you when you've established that yes, we want to move forward. We're both happy with this. You need to be honest with them and let them know. Hey, by the way, this is what you know is going on in my life. Is there any way that on Tuesdays I can come in an hour early and leave an hour early because I have a childcare issue? As an example, okay, they're going to be more they're going to be more you know apt to respect you than if you get the job offer start day one and then say oh by the way, got it. So that that sort of you're interviewing them and we've we've heard a little bit of that before, but the other part of that is the real nugget from there is to get. There's like a controlled release of information towards the the employer, and you should be bringing some things up rather rapidly, but also yep. some things maybe are cards that you hold a little bit to play at at the right time. In this case, Correct. okay, absolutely, very um, cool. And again, yeah, it's just about honesty, and people respect that. That's people great. Do. And again, maybe withholding things to the right time is not dishonesty necessarily. No, at all. No, key point. It's not. Alrighty, last one. What's your number one LinkedIn tip for job seekers? The about section. Too often I see that people forget to update that when they're looking for work. And it still says about the company that they were working for. Oh. You need to ha- you need to make sure that you update that and put about you. About what you want. So make sure that, you know, in the about section, that it highlights your experience. It highlights what you're looking for, what you bring. Awesome. That's a, another really, really original one this season. I've heard a number of them, and none of them have been as specific as look at this section of your LinkedIn profile yep. and go and go make sure that it's like this. All right. 
Well, we're closing out here for us here at Recruiting Hill. It has been wonderful to have you on the show, Leanne. Uh, your insight into temping and what it is and what people should be looking for when considering finding an agency is has been really enlightening. I cannot wait to to have this episode uh, air. And if listeners wanted to find more of you, what you're all about, follow you on social media, or maybe even if they're in the Milwaukee area, get in contact with you, where would they look? Yeah, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. You can find Site Staffing at www.sitestaffinginc or check out HRables like you mentioned yeah. before. You can find us on Apple, you can find us on Google, uh, Podbean. But yeah, um, definitely uh, check me out on LinkedIn. Definitely. And, you know, again, listeners, if you enjoyed, you know, here, us here on Recruiting Hill, please, by all means, uh, do do me a personal favor. Head on over to Leanne's podcast, HRables. That's HR as in human resources, then Abel's, it's one word, and uh, give, her, give her a listen. It, it might give you some excellent insight into the other side of the hiring process. And again, when you know uh, what you're up against, you can often perform even better. So Leanne, thanks again for coming on down here to Recruiting Hell. It's been a great time having you in the hot seat today. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome time. As we draw this episode to a close, remember, you are worth more than your work. Your value to society is not dictated by what you do to pay your bills. Job hunting is difficult, no matter your age, gender, location, or background, and it's both acceptable and to your benefit to seek every bit of help in conquering this challenge. For more from Recruiting Hell, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player or our YouTube channel, and don't forget to leave a review of the show if your podcast platform allows it. It's tremendously helpful. Connect with Rob via LinkedIn, be sure to visit recruiting-hell.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And of course, follow the show all across social media. Just look for the orange and blue flame logo. Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios and is proudly made in Wisconsin. Lastly, be sure to visit and support our sponsors. They make it possible to do this show and make it better every single week. Remember, your job hunt is a marathon, not a sprint. And Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, it's Rob. Are you looking for a new opportunity in an up-and-coming industry that can help you get out of recruiting hell? Coinlist, one of the fastest-growing companies in the cryptocurrency space, is hiring. That's right, they not only support this show because they believe in it, but they believe that there's great talent to be found in this audience. Generous comp, great flexibility, incredible benefits, a strong culture, and a powerhouse team sound like a fit for you? Head to www.coinlist.co slash jobs and apply today. That's www.coinlist.co slash jobs. And be sure to let them know that you found them here on Recruiting Hell.